Hi, Neil Brennan here. Uh, this is a great episode. Just want to let you know of some dates. Chicago, I'm coming uh, to see you March 28, 29, 30 at the Laugh Factory. Uh, San Diego, La Jolla. I'm going to be seeing you April 5th and 6th at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, San Diego. And then New Orleans, April 12th. I'm going to do my one-hour Comedy Central special for y'all. And uh, you can go on my website, neilbrennan.com, to figure out, see how to get tickets. They're free. It's a fucking free show, bro. Come fuck with me. And Moshe is going to be April 1st. He's going to be in New Orleans before me at One-Eyed Jacks. He's going to be there with with Natasha Leggero. And then April 3rd, he's going to be at Florida State. So go fuck with them there. Uh, and then go to MosheCasher.com. Follow Doug Pound on Twitter. Let's do a great episode of The Champs. All, all, all right. Give us music. Okay. Yeah. Just some music. Real music. It's called The Champs, by the way, Chris. Now you're fucking with The Champs. Is there any real difference between a podcast and just radio? No. I mean, yeah, it's long, and you oh, can say whatever you, know the what fuck it is? you want. You know what's good about podcasts? It is more, way more biographical and not promotional. It's not like, so tell us about your new movie. Right. It's just about like, so it's more like a literally like, uh, like, a, like a New Yorker piece or something where it's just like, tell okay. us about everything. Our guest today, one of the best comedians ever to do it. No. Doesn't seem to care. Doesn't also believe that he's one of the best to ever do it. New on the scene. <laughs> New on the scene. <laughs> Chris Rock is here, everybody. Chris Rock is your last joke. Yay. Chris Rock is here. Yep. Uh, we, had a, we had a fun conversation yesterday on the phone where you were talking about uh, your love of Pryor and Cosby. Love them both. Um, whereas I am a bigger, f- I'm actually a bigger fan of yours than I am of both of them. You, there's something horribly wrong with you. <laughs> uh, you, you like Lenny Kravitz more than Prince too, right? I would say it's true though too. I, you've been a, a, certainly a bigger influence on me than than Pryor and Cosby. And maybe it's an eight, maybe it's a generation thing. Uh, we all right. like you better. Yeah. Well, who was the first <coughs> comedian that you ever really fell in love with? The first comedian I fell in love with. Here's the thing. I I appreciated Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. Like, thought they were geniuses and all of that and Roddy Dangerfield. The first comedian I fell in love with was Eddie Murphy. Sure. Generational thing. Right. It's like, hmm, he's not that much older than me. Right. He's from Brooklyn. He's a black guy. And you did you go to his concerts? Did you see him? Um, no, I couldn't. I didn't get to go to a concert until I got older, honestly. Uh, I wanted to go. Um, but I don't know. You just watch Saturday Night Live, and yeah. you know every get, get every album. And yeah, dude, I bought the music. That's how much. <laughs> oh, you bo- Boogie in the Butt. You bought the single for Boogie in the Butt. Uh, Boogie in the Butt. I got put your mouth on me. <laughs> I was king. What's up with you? Like I have the records. <laughs> that's like, hilarious. That's how much I was in Eddie Murphy. Party all the time. Uh, and he, Eddie's I know. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What's the the B side to party all the time? Is how could it be? Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like, dude, I was a real. You're Eddie in the Murphy vaults fan. right yeah, now. I'm like, <laughs> I got the B side. Is that who made you want to do comedy? That's who made me, yeah, want to be a stand up more so. Like, I always when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be in the, in comedy. Did you really? Because I, you always struck me as the kind of guy that like. 
I feel like you're, you'd be one of those kids that didn't say a fucking word till I, you were 10. I didn't say much, but um, I kind of wanted to be a comedy writer. But And you, you know, knew what a comedy writer was? No, I did not know what a comedy writer was. I didn't know any avenue into comedy except stand-up. Right. Now, how, wait, how, old, how old is this? When you first had an inkling, oh, I'm going to be a professional comedy person. I was like a comedy person. I was probably like seven years old. That's so crazy. To uh, think, you know, I'm gonna be a comedy writer. I want to be in comedy. And was it something it's, like you got a f- huge? I remember getting a huge laugh when I was a kid, like to the point where it was like, I got to get away from this. This is such a big <laughs> laugh. I don't even remember. I just remember liking comedians, right? And being curious about comedians, and right? Like, taking weird humor books out of the library, like yeah. history of humor, or whatever. Yeah, the, <laughs> a little joke books and whatever. Joke books, but even like thick. You know, they have these weird. You know. Kind of encyclopedia right. type books on just humor, yeah, <laughs> like, and like you, sociology. And, but you were quiet, and were you like a like a snapping on people kind of dude? I was a snapping. I mean, I, there were two me's. There was me, you know, that you know, bust to school, you know, crazy Italians, Irish people calling me nigger all day. Yeah, Christmas bust to white school. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah. Can we talk about? The advantages of being pushed up to white school. Because uh, I, we have an argument where I think it's good for. I think every black person I know that grew up around a lot of white people or had access to white people at a young age is better off for it. Um, what are the advantages of? Put it this way: Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, Bill Cosby, whatever. You get all the most. Yeah. Oprah, whatever most successful black people in a room together. What, what will they all have in common? They kind of know white people yep. better than yes. white people. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. I, forget better than black people. Yeah. Better than white people. So so it is at an early, you're like just dropped in, you're airdropped into white people. So wait, you're what? airdropped into like the worst of white people. Right. And you don't really know anything till you know the worst of it. You mean the Italians and the Irish. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm not yeah. saying the Italians and the Irish are the worst. I'm just saying the Jewish kids were really nice. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, All right. Like Yay. Three of them. But, I'm yeah. happy to hear it. Yeah. What, what neighborhood in Brooklyn are you from? Uh, I'm from Bed-Stuy. I got bused to school to a place called Garrison Beach, which is way out there. No friends? Um, you know, there's always like one or two. Right. Like, like Davey Moskowitz. Um, um, that's my guy. I know uh, that dude Davey from Moskowitz. the meeting. There was a kid like Mike. I don't know if his name was White. I forget what it was. But he had like white hair. Dice Clay went to this junior high too. He seems like one of the bad white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all, I mean, Dice is probably, I don't know, 18 years older than me. Me and Dice Clay went to the same elementary school, junior high, and high school. You're a Dice fan, though, I, I would bet, right? I'm a, kind of a Dice fan, yeah. 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 It, it was, I bought that. I snuck that album. That was one of the dirty albums that we snuck, my brother and I would sneak and listen it's to. It's weird, though. I'm a Dice fan more after the 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 rise. Yeah. I see him do spots of the story. He's fucking funny, He's man. great. Then, yeah. You, know, you ever I see li- that rap he did on um, Evening at the Improv? I kind of I kind of like it. <laughs> I, I go, I don't, you know. You can't watch that. I can't watch that stuff. But, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, The Day the Laughter Died is one of the great comedy albums of all time. Um, and he can be really funny. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's just dice, man. He just, 
you know. I don't wanna... All right, so there was I the l- school I love the you. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm there a was fan. the school you around around white people, th- quiet, th- withdrawn. I think Louis offered to produce Dice's special, and he said no. <laughs> His most like, recently? Like, like last year. <laughs> oh, that's Finger on the pulse. It's like, no, like, but that's what it, he would have been smart to take Louis up. Cause then that's he what I'm saying. Because yeah, yeah. Louis would have pulled it back yeah. just enough. Yeah. You know, to make it. Because, you know. Yeah. You know, we love Dice. Yeah. It's like get out of your way, Dice. Yeah. Get out of your own way. Yeah. All right. So withdraw. There's withdrawn you around white people. Excuse me. Withdrawn Withdra- you. Totally withdrawn around white people. Totally. And then then just you totally. Get- I wouldn't even call it withdrawn. Just really trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, you know, like in shock. You were just yeah, in, like, in shock. Yeah, you know, like a fucking you know, a raccoon when a fucking wildebeest is near. <laughs> it's just fucking like okay, if I don't move, yeah, they won't notice. And then you, but then you go back. Not to that raccoons and wildebeest are the yeah, same. For, no, no, from the famous right. raccoon a, wildebeest war. That was a know? perfect analogy. In the same <laughs> yeah, they forest or, or or the one whatever. Then uh, you go back to Bedstein. I'm kind of a funny guy. Right, I'm kind of have a personality, Snapping but on only people. on my block, because because I, I had this weird fuck. Here's the fucked up thing about getting bust to school, because I got bust to school, I only knew people on my block. Right, I didn't know any. Everybody else went to school in the neighborhood, knew people in the neighborhood. So, so I'm in danger at this white school, and I'm kind of in danger once I leave my block. I'm in fucking bed sty, right? You know. In the seventies and eighties, so no, it's you pretty were, bad. You were a really good student. Is that why you got to get bust out? No, I was just black. I think my mother filled Sometimes out a form. Sometimes being black is enough. Well, everybody mother- was black in Bed Stuy. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, whoever's parents went for it. Right. It's kind of like the charter school system now. It's kind of like a lottery. And does your mom ever? Did your brothers go too? My brothers went too. Yeah, me, Andre, and Tony. Yeah. And were you all like in the at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I'm two years older than, so it's two, two, two. Right. So basically every two years, it'd be a little less racism. That's funny. Because there'd be a, a doubling of the black population? <laughs> well, like that. <laughs> your it'd brother? Be, yeah, eventually to be, you know. So I was the only black boy in my grade. That's crazy. That's, like, That's fucking wild. <laughs> For how many years? Five, six years. Uh, you think you got a better education? Or nah, do you think that not, because not you were just on defense the whole time, it didn't make a difference? It didn't really make a difference, no. All right. I, I kind of didn't get an education. All right. I have some questions. Sure. Uh, you were just more worried about survival. I was kind of worried about survival, yeah. I mean, are, you being, are you being literal here? I'm kind of – I'm not – you know, when I hear all this bully stuff now, I fucking laugh. Yeah. Yeah, compared to the... uh... I'm like, dude, I went to school. You know, people think, like, racism stops at Virginia. (laughs) It's like, like, Virginia's technically south, and then everything else. Everybody's just fucking white girls up north, and it's amazing. Yeah, and no. yeah, like recontinues in Boston. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, and then when did you start doing stand-up? Yeah, it's like, um, like uh, in New York, the uh, the Tribal Bridge, I believe, is the Ed Koch Bridge, right? No, is it the Ed Koch, or, or is it the the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge now? Right? I think it's Kennedy. Right, and that they probably changed the name twenty fucking years ago. But it just took a while. 
Yeah, that's what right. That's what it is with racism. It takes that fucking long <laughs> just because they pass a law. Yeah, it's no, like they renamed changing it. the name of something. Yeah, no, it's done now. They renamed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. How could they vote? That's how the long the it takes that long. Yeah, and it's not even after a black person. It's just after a yeah, slightly like, nice white person. Well, society. Interborough Parkway has been the Jackie Robinson Parkway for oh, twenty-five fucking years. Well, that is the great battle cry of white people, though, isn't it? Is that it's racism's over? It's, it's, a, like, it's been over. Meanwhile, black people are like um uh wait excuse me if I could. Yeah, it's time. over for it's like you said it's over for Obama a little bit, not uh, now and even no. Yeah, yeah. At, at Natasha's show <laughs> on, in at Caroline's this weekend, I was there with Natasha. She was said something about um, Mitt Romney, and some dude screamed, "Obama's a monkey." In Whoa. Manhattan, in Times Square, dude is from upstate New York. Well, that's not. <laughs> there you go. No, but he, he was there. I mean, it's just like, right. Yeah, no, it exists. Uh, uh, hey. You, know. you start doing stand-up at what age? I started doing stand-up around 18, 19. And scared? February 11th. Nothing to lose? 84, 85, something like that. And, and le- what led up to it? You were just like, I'm um, I had a New York Times. I was waiting online to get tickets for Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. At Radio City, back when you had to wait online uh-huh. to get fucking tickets. <laughs> I literally thought you were like either on a computer or on a telephone. Just no. my, my brain no, 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 is no, no, trained no. That's, to not. That's how fucking old I right? was. People used to stand online <laughs> no for how, like to get four or five actual hours, tickets. Right? This yeah. doesn't make any sense. Paper to get actual and you pay paper cash because nobody you guys. had credit cards. Yeah, yeah. It'd crazy. be a line, a block, like blocks long. Yeah. So I'm reading the Times, I'm online to see Eddie Murphy on the line. And I saw an ad for the comedy clubs. And I got offline and I walked to Catch Rising Star. So I walked from Radio City to, you know, Catch Rising Star. Oh, you bounced. You were like, forget yeah, Eddie yeah, Murphy. Like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I was like, you know, I got there at 11, like an idiot. What's that? Oh, there's people outside. I got there at like, yeah, I probably got there at 11 or whatever. People used to sleep places to get online for tickets. So when I got there, it was, oh, my God, it was, like, four blocks long. It was crazy. It was fucking crazy. It was like Reagan's funeral or some shit. You know? <laughs> People <laughs> still do that, though, right? Don't they, like, sleep For, for super like, for sneakers. Yeah, like, but they don't need to. Like the hobby right. It's like, like a, if it's you a didn't hobby. go wait in line for Eddie tickets, you weren't going to see him. You now people see him. Will, go, will go. Well, that's the only chance people get to camp. Yeah, no, that is <laughs> modern camping. So, yeah. Uh, and then were you good? Is I was kind of good. Right. Is there any – didn't your your first joke – or one of your early jokes? Do you remember – your? yeah. I remember saying Miles Davis is so black, lightning bugs follow him in the daytime. It's <laughs> funny. It's kind of – What cute. about here, the thing about white people moving into your neighborhood, and you said, uh, uh-oh, here comes here the comes neighborhood. Here comes the neighborhood. Yeah, that came early. Um, That's a great joke. That's I a kinda, great joke. Yeah. Chris Rock, early Chris Rock joke. Hey, Chris Rock, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. There he is. <laughs> hey. What, See? What you're better than me. You're a good stand-up comedian. This is... Yeah, I was probably good like my first seven, eight times on stage. Then I got a little cocky. You know, like, I think I, you know, told a girl to come or something. And There you go. And, and, like, That'll do it. And like bombed. And yeah. Then, then proceeded to bomb for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like literally just... Eat it for fucking five yeah, years. Yeah, what did you? I'm curious as to your evolution because what did you need to overcome to I become? I needed to who overcome great? my fucking ego. I needed to be humbled. I your really, ego based on what? 
Seven good sets, man. That's enough. Seven, seven good sets. I don't fucking know, man. I was, you know. But if you do, your first I, seven I, sets I, are my good. My favorite football player was Billy White Shoes Johnson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you just had a big ego. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it came from. I was just a fucking black guy. I was like a wide receiver. That's Why hilarious. does every wide receiver <laughs> out of their fucking mind? Yeah, that's hilarious. Why? Why? I don't yeah, understand. I don't, I, maybe every it's like part of the job. Every, it's a chicken egg thing. And, and most cornerbacks, just fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's hilarious. I don't know. And then, but you were never. You didn't have like you weren't. You used to I just think you squint kind of think on that's stage. That's just kind of how you're supposed to behave, too. Right. Yeah, I guess if you know Eddie, or if you're, if you're, if you're, you if Eddie's Eddie the Murphy. icon, Eddie's your, Eddie's your idol. He's yeah. dropping mics and shit. Well, you wear purple leather and suits. He's leather and you, yeah. and plus, stand up was real. You know, I understand too. I went to school, you know, with Irish, Italian, whatever. Stand up was really white. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is that right? Like, like it was a really, it was very Jewish, very waspy. That shit was really, really white. Right. So, part of my ego was just rebelling from this really, really. It's what my mother used to call the real white people. <laughs> so, Explain what that means. Well, to it's people. not the white people that drive fucking garbage trucks that are right. cops. They're the real white people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Powerful white <laughs> They're people. They're not yeah. just physically white. They're yeah. somehow metaphysically white. Yes, my mother would say that. Like, these are the real white people. So, it's a lot of real white people in stand-up, especially in New York. Yeah. Well, there yeah. used to not be, like, who were the black comics? You, Joyner. Me. William Stevenson. Mario Joyner. Uh, Mike Ivey. Yep. William Stevenson. It was a guy named uh, Tommy Davison. Not Tommy Davison. I'm sorry. Uh, Ronnie Wilkerson was a young, like, kind of black comic, you know, probably yeah. a couple years older than me that they used to tell me to watch. Like, this guy's going places. Uh, Facebook friend. There you uh, go. <laughs> That's where he went. He went into your Facebook I, friend. Hey, Rock, I don't know. Thing about Rock. I'm sure Rock has an active Facebook life. Oh, like, literally, cool. he posts shit. It's cute. I'm kind of... Like interested in like yeah he'll po- he'll like comment on like, po- other people's post I'll post stuff and Rock will go like all right that's hey, that's you know, a good joke it's, it's a good voyeuristic thing yeah. for a guy who's you know cloistered and rich yeah yeah <laughs> he said it uh, yeah no yeah. that's what I figured it was for yeah you. It's, like, oh it's perfect what, it's what perfect. are people doing I don't have to oh what I, are people what are people mad at yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh people can... are watching the Grammys. <laughs> oh, and you can have like an active social life without leaving. Yeah, without yeah, getting your hands Yeah, plus it's like, yeah, without getting your like, hands Like, dude, I, I like that thing. You it's haven't like... talked to me in 10 years. I like that one yeah. thing, though. Plus, that I have, guy I have so much family. Oh, right. Like, my father, my father had, my father had nine brothers, five sisters. Wow. All with at least seven kids. I have like a right. hundred first cousins. Right. So and I you get to see birthdays and go, yeah, hey, you, happy birthday! And ah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Now we're and, and, that, and my when I say happy birthday on your it's wall, fucking something, it stays there. You don't get rid of that <laughs> motherfucker. Oh wow! Yeah. So you were talking about battling like ego. Chris. Ninety days yeah. after your birthday, that shit's so still about up. Getting your ego Humble, tempered. About humility. Now, no, but what is the story about Martin? You you did SNL. You were doing well, and then Martin op- opened for you and changed it. Um, was I still on SNL? I think I was still on I think it was after. That's I what probably I got it. after SNL. And I was still – I was making money. Yeah. And I was like this guy. I did well using 12% of my power. Right. Like literally. Well, that's what – yeah. You <laughs> used to squint on stage. You used to go up on stage and squint at the audience 
And you, in terms of your instrument, you were using 30% of it. Easily. But it was also just a temperament thing. Like, I hate having to do this. I'm not. I'm barely going to put on a show. This is this is during SNL years? This is, yeah. I mean, you got to understand. Stand-up, again, was really, really white. Right. Still. We're te- what is this, 10 years later? This is 80... This is before Def Jam, before UPN. Yeah. That's before, why you're squinting. You know? I'm just... Not that... <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I had a, I had a mild, I wouldn't say disdain, but I was like, I don't know, I was like a, an adopted kid that knew there was something else out there. You know what I mean? Like right. something's not right. Right. Well, you mean culturally within stand-up, you felt like I shouldn't be a lone wolf. This doesn't make sense. Not even, not even that I shouldn't be a lone wolf. It's like there's a part of me that just didn't want to be there. That, right. No, that's fucking funny because that's a, I, that's a weird description, but that's exactly right. Like I used to like if you if you YouTube you at Rascals in it Jersey, it'll really just be white, you man. squinting at Before white people. Before the Def Jam, I mean, I don't remember a lot of black people going to comedy clubs. Or yeah, that's really interesting. Like, so you sort of felt like you were playing the game of the other culture of stand up. I, I don't know. I was like, there was a. I, I don't know. I just felt. I had a weird, weird existence. And hip-hop was so big, and there was this other shit happening. I don't know. I used to leave, like, you know, Saturday Night Live, we do the show, you have a party, and I would go to the blackest place I could find <laughs> after, <laughs> after each show. Like, just to convince yourself? No, just because I... I don't know. It's, fun to, it's more I fun just, for a lot of times. It's more fun to be around black people. It's just, it was, you know, it's less stuffy and... yeah. You know, plus SNL, I mean, when I was on, just, and I don't know if it's still, right now, actually, people can debate if it's funny or not, but culturally, they're kind of, you know. They're catching up. You know, they kind of have people on when they're hot. Yeah. You know, when I, I remember we, you know, we, you know, we had Hammer on the Adams Family album. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> like four albums late. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, no, I remember that you had your public enemy. Yeah, we had public enemy like, late, way like, late, like ninety two. You know, or something. They were still good. Yeah, they were good. You but can't it was, trust yeah. this, but it was three yeah. years after was, Fight it, the Power. Yes, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's you know that's how it was with you know blackness and even you know some whiteness. That yeah, they'd be cutting edge for the white shit. Yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana right on time. But black right. shit. That shit would be like you know. Yeah. You know that Sinbad four years after you know that. <laughs> Sinbad mania. Sin, it was a Sinbad mania. <laughs> Sinbad used to be. I mean, yeah. Sinbad still, you know. No, but he used still, to fucking rip. Oh, he was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. You couldn't fuck with that shit. All right, so Martin opens for you. Martin opens for me, and I'm like cocky as fuck. You know, I don't think anybody can touch me. Right. Because in a weird way, I kind of had like this weird Harvard education. You know what I mean? Like from SNL, right? Okay, so I'm I'm at SNL and hey, Conan's a writer when I'm on the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm on with fucking Sandler yeah. and Farley and yeah. Dana Carvey and Dennis Miller and Mike then, Myers and, and, and Mike Myers and it was you know it was like fucking X Men. Victoria school. Jackson, Victoria Jackson, <laughs> the greatest mind <laughs> of all. Hey, Jan Hooks was amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was. yeah. Uh, and you know, just being. One of the only black guys that could, you know, pass. I didn't realize what it meant to pass at Catch a Rising Star. Right. When it happened. Right. Years later, I was like, oh, shit. I'm in the fucking biggest comedy club. In the world. In yeah. the world. Yeah. In the world. You can safely say that, right? Yeah. 
One of them in the in ninety three, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know, and you know, and they got fucking Rodney's coming in and Kennison, and yeah, you know. So I had, you know, I felt whatever. My yeah, chest like you was, fucking yeah, like motherfucker. I followed Kennison. Yeah, what the fuck. Anyway, Martin, you know, I normally didn't even watch opening guys, and I'm in backstage. Is that a shit. club? Nah, it's like this place, the Airy Crown Theater in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. And uh, I hear like, or, uh, like fucking, I think it's a fight or some shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, what's going on in the crowd? Like, fucking coming to the side of the stage, and people are fucking laughing harder than I've ever seen people laugh in my life. Like they're hurting themselves. Like, like, yeah. Like you, you people don't remember how fucking crazy this Martin shit was. He was a beast. <laughs> that motherfucker. That motherfucker was a. Yeah, I mean, like, like, hey, he can still bring it, but I mean, you talk. No, he was a fucking monster. <clears throat> yeah, like Murphy, like yeah. you know, like unbelievable. And then I had to go on after that, and like you know, it's a bad set when you're still talking about the guy before you, like <laughs> thirty minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that Martin, <laughs> it was funny, like. It's like Martin said. It, yeah. it was, remember, think Mark back was, to Martin. Mark was talking about bitches earlier. Yeah. Think about bitches. You remember earlier when you were enjoying yourselves? I had a tag for one of his jokes, and yeah. here that tag is. I it was wait, just brutal, you know, sweat, just fucking, yeah, I was done. And you realized, like, I got to step it up. Not only did I had to step it up, I had missed. Was it black people? It was black people were at the it show, It was black right? people at the show. Yeah. And, and prior to that, it was mostly white people or mixed, right? It was mostly white people or mixed. And well, how did that happen? Just out of curiosity. I was just SNL. A, a random. I'm saying, how did that show? Why how was did, that show so black? You know what? Because Martin was bubbling. You know, I wasn't right. paying attention. You know, Martin's really funny in House Party 3. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Martin's really funny on what's happening now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these little yeah. things that, you know. And Martin's really funny on Star Search. Like, there's yeah. a bunch of shit Martin was really kind of funny on it was only on saturdays these shows that you're, that you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. the saturday yeah. afternoon black shows and you know whatever circuit martin was working people fucking knew him yeah yeah that, i mean that's that's old word that's that, word of mouth when it was truly word of mouth they still if you bring it bring it bring it you can still have word of mouth yeah but it's mostly on the internet it used to literally be like standing in line type shit hey man if you are really, really kill on a yeah. fucking, if you're a killer comedian yeah. at any club on a Thursday night and you have no reservations for the weekend, if you kill hard enough to get like a standing O on Thursday, you'll sell out most of Saturday by the next day. <laughs> There's just not that many no, people that right. are killers. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I used to fucking... It's like you have to see this I used person. to get into town with, you know, before I got really famous, and there'd be, like, no reservations or whatever the fuck. Oh, man, you're going to have to... And I would kill so fucking ridiculous on Thursday that I'd... You know, yeah. By, by, by the... So you kill Thursday, you kill Friday first show. <laughs> by the end of the first show, everything's... All Saturday so all next Friday all Saturday sold out and they want and they're asking you to stay. Yeah. Add if a you show bring on it Sunday. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna add a show on Sunday. If you can stay, I don't know what your schedule is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but you got to bring it. I love that stand-up, no matter how big you get, it still comes down to, like, you kill Thursday. It's the most handmade shit in the world. It's the most handmade shit in the world. But, you know, and by the way, it works that way even on a larger scale. Even now. So like movie? You mean like not a movie? Not movie, movies are just like a, a whole big other theater animal. tour kind of thing. But so you'll, you know, if I play right now, I'll hold, you know, like you'll hold a universal amphitheater for five nights. Right. You don't put five nights on sale. Right. You put, you hold five nights and you put two on sale. Right. And, you know, by, if you really kill that first one. The box office will get so many calls yeah. that they'll go, we can add one. Like, yeah. they know just by how yeah, many by calls. Yeah, by, like, metrics and shit. But if you're just got a fucking mediocre show, they're not getting no more calls. Yeah. Like, Prince is the master of that shit. That motherfucker holds 30 dates. Right. You know? I mean, it's not comedy, but. Yeah, no, but it's the same thing. If you do basic. an amazing show. Yeah, yeah it's you, some you shit, can like, keep adding you shows. have to see it. It's you, like I say about models. You have to see this bitch. <laughs> That's how fine she is. You gotta see this bitch. We're flying her, Rihanna, to different lights. <laughs> that doesn't put, that gotta, doesn't work. Models and prints. <laughs> yeah, model. I'm telling you, models Look, are. If big, you're fine enough on that, a Thursday, by no, the time Saturday she's rolls fine around, on a on a Monday morning in New York, we're flying this bitch to St. Thomas to shoot her on Thursday. That's how fine she is. Well, sometimes. Um, all right. So so Mart, and then you're just like you got blown off. I got blown off. And it's so weird because Martin, like, literally ushered in a new comedy. <laughs> like A new type of comedy? No, I won't even say a new type. He just, yeah, I guess a new type of comedy. Martin, you know, hey, man, every, all this, everything black in the last, whatever, 15, 20 years is because of Martin Lawrence. <laughs> you mean within the sort of the depth I mean, jam. like, literally most of the comedians, all the UPN, all the WB. Right, interesting. All, you know. Yeah. Everybody hates Chris, whatever. All yeah. this shit has, you got to remember before. From Ma- Def Jam and Martin, the show Martin. Yeah, and Def, Def Jam and Martin. You got to realize, too, it's not that there was no black shit before Martin. When Martin came on the air, I believe the Cosby show and a different world were still on. Wow. <laughs> okay. I know for a fact Different World was still on, but this was some other black shit. Right. That's, those are the real black people, like the well, real white people. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> did you kinda. ever have to make a decision to not – did you want to be on Different World or you just weren't I around? Would've, I would have loved to have been on Different World. I, right. I think I read for the Dwayne Wade – Dwayne, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Wade, Kadeem's part. And the Cosby show, I was up for Cockroach. No, I didn't get out of Oh, oh really? Yeah. Sandler got it. Sandler got I know. That's so... <laughs> Sandler was on the Cosby Sandler show. got the Cosby show, and I didn't. I lucked up. Yeah. All right. So... I lucked up. So, all right. So you wouldn't even be here right now. <laughs> I'd, I'd if be, you had gotten on I'd the Cosby show? Be, I'd be at the Best Western writing... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out how to you'd kill on the Thursday movie, night. You'd be writing a movie for Kevin Hart. <laughs> yes, I'd be writing a movie for Kevin Hart right now, hoping I could get to him. Uh, all right. So, so what did you decide based on that shellacking that Martin gave you? Um... I don't know if it was just that night. It was, it was a long thing. It was not the shellacking, the Def Jam. It was, it was uh, literally like three weeks after he kicked my ass. The Def Jam premiered. Got it. <laughs> like, and like, you were vindicated. See this? Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like literally, like three weeks later, it's like, oh shit, he's got a half hour special. Yep. People, he's got an amazing half hour special. By the way, 
And then the Def Jam premiered. And then it was all these new comedians. So I had all these gigs I used to have just because I was the only black guy were just done. That's hilarious. <laughs> like all these clubs, you know, well, we got Bill Bellamy. Oh, we got Joe Torrey. We got... I remember it came down to there was a, a February I had no gigs. It was fucking Black History. Which yeah, that's a it's Black History ultimate month. insult. It used to be my, yeah. my you know, <laughs> your bread and butter. You make <laughs> it your whole butter. year. Yeah, yeah, please. It was yeah. I was like yeah. So that shit happened. Right. Like like I was just by default just you know corny older. I don't even know if I was older because like Bernie Mac's older than me. Yeah. But I was like. You had not, been around a long time. You were probably still under 30, though, right? Yeah, I was just not cool. Yeah. I was, you know. So what is do you that, do? Is that real, or is that was that in your mind? I mean, part of it, you know, all this shit's perception. That, But that's, I think you're, I think it was real. It's all I was in the clubs back then. It was like, he was this dude who had been on SNL, and it was sort of like, So on SNL, some people like CB4. Yeah. CB, and I sort of loved like, CB4. Yeah. PS. It's kind of like, you don't know. Like, I think so. But I think, but it's like with showbiz, your shit's over every right. every yeah, year was, and a half. I was done. I was, yeah. I was for all intents and purposes done. So did you? Ever, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're, you're saying you felt like the kind of you had gone over the. Peak. I, I mean, I, yeah, you know, it was. It, one would assume I had gotten my shot. Right. I'd gotten some shots, you know, and I made whatever of it, and I was working clubs, and you know. Right. That was, All right, so, was going to be my life. And then what did you – so you were like, I got to write better jokes. I got to be better on stage. I got to be blacker. Honestly, it was more of um, – I kind of quit show business in a sense and just said, I'm just going to do stand-up. I'm not reading for anything. I'm not you know, having meetings and shit. Right. Let me just do stand-up. I bought a house. Right. Had a mortgage. It's like oh, you were like settling down. Yeah, I was kind of like, like I was, you know, what? it was a my goal was to be George Wallace, really. Right. Like a hard-working comedian, yeah. make 300 grand a year. You know, want to be good enough and famous enough to sell out a club without doing radio. That was right. my goal. Right. You know, Wallace. Wallace would come into town early and do extra radio and sell out everything and people liked him and you know, he'd do occasional tonight shows and stuff. That's that was my idea. Of being a big star, but that didn't, you know, that didn't entail reading for sitcoms and shit. And like you just so you just went on the road, just and went just on the got road. fucking really good. I kind of just got really good, but not, you know, like you, we were talking earlier about hiking, right? Not even thinking about it. Not right. like <laughs> it was yeah. like this workout I got without really thinking about right. it. Did uh, you notice? You must have noticed, like catching standing O's more often. Yeah, I did. Kind of the other key thing I. Had Joiner as my opening act, which um, really relaxed me. Go on. He was. I mean, he was having. He <laughs> was he having kind leisure. of. Yeah, we've was, met him. We know. He was we having know. a rough time, but not a, a super rough time. But you know, he wasn't getting work like he used to. Right. And you know, I could still you know do decent business in the club. But you know, when you had a different opening act all the time, and you know, you had an opener and a middle. You just never knew what you're gonna get, right? Plus, and, and, and by the way, I was a little scared of Def Jam guys. I was like, it was all this fucking energy, and yeah, I, you know, I, I can admit it today. You know, you come and be like some new kid, and you're like, well, that's I what we call I, it on the show. We call them stool fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. You never fuck the stool, 
And you still don't fuck the stool, but well, you're closer to fucking the stool than you were than you were in, in 1990. But there's an important <laughs> distinction too. The stool fucker is what happened because of Def Jam. It's not what happened during Def Jam. You know what I mean? Like the Def Jam, the original Def Jam was just to me like hot. there were some stool fuckers. Eddie Griffin's a stool fucker. But you know what I mean, though? It's like it, it's comic view. I, really, well, I mean, put it this way. Some guys don't want to open for nobody. And they're like, fuck you. But pretty much, <laughs> how dare that I'm going on before this motherfucker. Right. And Joyner would set it up. He, would, he right. actually took pride in, like, kind of right. setting it up. So I, was, I always went on stage a little more relaxed. And I could work on that more complicated bit. Right. I didn't have to go straight to pussy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's what Natasha asked me. She goes, how do you close? I go, just your best dick joke. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking right. pretty That's, much the way you do it. It's like I was just looking at you. It's like politics, whatever, culture. Sex. Oh, that's your uh, that's your system. Yeah, pretty much, and that's why Eddie Murphy's so unbelievable because he opens with the dirtiest shit and closes and with a bit about his fucking closes, family. It closes with the family bit. <laughs> unbelievable shit in the world. Yeah, no, you're. I never thought about that. You're absolutely open right. with the nastiest shit. You didn't. You close. Bring the pain though with that good bit about texting or with about pagers and shit. I love wow, you, pagers. God damn it. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so you didn't close with dick jokes. So kudos to you. No, some some specials, La- the latter specials, <laughs> <laughs> or you had to, yeah. Um, now, when you talk about complicated bits, did you find? How did you evolve? Like, did your bits get longer? The subjects your were harder. Your bits get longer because you're not. I also, I also met my my wife, so that was kind of cool. Too. I was like in a relationship, right? So you're not. Not that I didn't go to the club, but I wasn't going to the club as much. I wasn't right. I wasn't thinking about getting off stage. Right. That's what a lot of guys' problems are. They're more excited for what's going to happen when they get <laughs> off the stage That's interesting. than what's going to happen on stage or what could happen on stage. Yeah. That's You know what I mean? Like, yeah. magic could actually happen on stage. <laughs> There's pussy off stage. Right. They're thinking about the magic pussy (laughs) off stage. But no, it's kind of the same pussy in Tennessee as the same pussy in in Arkansas. But um, yeah, I was actually like into being on stage. Right. Are you a nat? Do you consider yourself a natural performer? No. No, I've made myself into conscious effort. How? I mean, that was the beauty of the Def Jam. Everybody was an amazing performer. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Even guys with no jokes. Yep. Fucking Spinning, sold, throwing, fucking the they stool. They sold those jokes. Yeah. And Def Jam, just watching it, made me into a better performer. I mean... There were audience members that were better performer than you. The, <laughs> the worst Def Comedy Jam is better than the best evening at the improv. Yeah. And yeah. I'm talking even at the improv with Seinfeld and Harold yeah. Leifer and yeah. Larry Miller. Yeah. Performance-wise, absolutely. Like, Energy-wise. Way. Never, that's the thing. Is, if you never <laughs> watched Stephen Comedy Jam, the seism, it was a fucking seismic shift where it was like, how did this even get on TV? It was the most energetic shit I've ever seen to yeah. this day. And you're no, equating, you're saying that it was Martin that broke that mold. That, that, that it, Martin, uh, the Def Jam doesn't work as well. Martin was such an amazing host. Yeah, he was so, so good. So, you know, your comedians were up and down, you know, for every, right. 
for every Steve Harvey, there was a Shucky Ducky. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, Quack Quack? Yeah. Exactly. You've been to his website recently? I haven't been there It's in a the lot. best. As the cursor goes around, it just goes, Shucky Ducky, Shucky Ducky, Shucky Ducky, Quack Quack. For real? <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, Steve Harvey and Bernie Mac. And yeah. The, the, hamburger. You know, DL. And, yeah, you know, Chris yeah. Tucker. Right. For every Cedric, there was a hamburger. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Not, hey, hamburger's a good dude. No, hamburger's guy. a good dude. <laughs> hamburger's a good dude. But, you know what I mean? Chris Tucker was on. It was yeah. fucking ridiculous yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but Martin, no matter where they were, Martin was fucking great every time. So did you do anything consciously to get a, become a better performer, or was it just... I just realized I had to perform. I wasn't thinking about it. I was all about jokes. Right. I was all about... Writing. Writing. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It, it comes back to, you know, wanting to be a writer yeah. when I was a kid. So I was all about jokes. So I was like, oh, if you tell these jokes loud enough, that's good enough. <laughs> Wrong. Right. Yeah. And then you started stalking the stage more. Started stalking the stage more and learning. You gotta learn your voice. You gotta learn how to work that shit. Right. You know, a lot of guys don't, you know, know how to take it down. Uh, I used to open up for a lot of groups. I opened up for Albie Shore. Opened up for Terrence Trent Darby. Opened sure. up for Heavy D. And I remember when uh, opening up for I guess Heavy D or Keith Sweat. So I would do like, or I'll be sure. Say we do I'll be sure dates all week, and then on the weekend I'll be sure would have these Budweiser Superfest dates, right? And I would just hang along. They would just let me hang hang out because they weren't paying me that much anyway, right? And then I'd jump back on a tour on Monday. But I remember Luther Vandross, like hanging out with Luther Vandross backstage. Luther Vandross was, you know, the greatest fucking singer next to Sinatra to fucking ever live. Right. And Luther Vandross said one night, he said, anybody can make people scream. It's like, can you make them quiet? Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, hmm. Right. That's cool. <laughs> now, do you find it? So, and that so, gets into the complication. Yeah. So and, I was like, they like, when you got a real good bit, real good bits have quiet parts. In right. Them. Right. Totally. <laughs> it's easy to like have a screaming, ah, girls are crazy. But when you really get into your shit, when you really know your shit, you start to, you start, you take it down. You know, when Kennison really was in his shit, he screamed a lot. Yeah. But then he would start talking like this and yeah. then she would come home and I would, you know what I mean? Like when you have those quiet moments in your bit. So I, you know. Was there put, trial and error in that, in that regard? A lot of, lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error, but I was, you know, again, I had a mortgage, so I, I mean, I used before I had a mortgage when I had an apartment, I literally could do one gig a month, like pay a weekend somewhere, right, and like pretty much pay all my bills, right, and the fuck, I would just do nothing all day. I was off SNL, do shit, watch porn, fucking <laughs> do do a set at night. Try to yeah that red Corvette right had that red Corvette fucking chicks this you know, sounds just, terrible man what a horrible, terrible life the fuck did you, you fucked up man it was a horrible life <laughs> good thing you got married you bought a house I remember seeing you wearing a Beverly Hills Cop two jacket and being oh. like fuck that how do you even come close to getting a jacket like that man? oh my god it was fucking I had like two lines in Beverly Hills Cop two. It's crazy, man. It was enough to get you in a club. You got enough. forty pounds of pussy for every line. It was it. crazy. So many fucking girls. Um, you can say hi to all of them on Facebook. <laughs> oh, you like them? Like yeah, that? I like that. Yeah, hey, families. Hey, Happy birthday! Goes a long way. Goes sure. a long way. That's what fucking Facebook's for. Yeah, keeping in touch with people you don't really want to keep in touch with, kind of. Okay, and then so you get better, trial and error. I you... got better. I just did stand up all the fucking time. Right. 
You know, Will you explain? Because I, I did like I did five spots in New York on Friday night. And he my, said my, to me, my counterpoint was, I would, I have no desire to ever do. Well, it was seven sets that you said. Yeah, and I, said, I, would, I would never no, tell I, them about New York. Okay, New York, I, I know New, about New York. New York, New York I just also know about my New York's desires. Amazing, but I mean, you, yeah, you can do five spots in a night. I went probably okay. So from SNL to what I was saying, a four year before, like a three four year period of not of not going out on a Saturday at all, like never seeing a movie, like like literally getting on stage every like. Like putting in the thousand, ten thousand yeah, yeah, hours, yeah. like yeah. fucking Gladwell says. Yeah. Like really doing that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm do you think five, a lot of five spots tonight? Do you think that that is one of your secrets? Is just like I'm gonna outwork you. I will outwork you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the average HBO special, and some of them are done by my friends. Are. The average HBO special, when you see it, that guy has probably done 40 shows. Right. Especially if it's new material. Yeah. 40, 50 shows. You know. My average HBO special, I've probably, like my last one, 150, 200 shows. You're still right. running that hour. Yeah. And But you did 150 theater shows, right? Right. 150 theater shows. And probably one year. Hundred, yeah, year and a half, whatever, and a hundred club shows. Yeah, before the theater. Before the theater, yeah. Uh, how do you not get sick of doing the jokes? Well, the jokes evolve. They don't, you know, it's not exactly the same. I mean, it starts here. It gets better. Right. I mean, there is also the prize, right? You feel that way? Like, when you know you're working towards a special, too, it sort of becomes like, it there gives is you a some prize. push. There is a prize. It does give you a push. It would... I keep well. I'm gonna go on tour. You know, probably end of the year. Um, I'm not planning on making a deal for a special before I go, so it's gonna be interesting to see just what my drive is. Meaning, you're not planning on doing a special, or you're not planning on having a deal to do it. I'm not planning on having a deal to do it. I mean, right now I don't have a deal. I mean, actually, I mean, a few people have approached me. Have they? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll put it out on the not, Champs yeah, website. We'll if put it like. if you want the podcast. We'll get the I mean, you know, it's like, so, you know, everybody, nobody knows how anything, you know, what the fuck TV is. Have you yeah. thought about doing it yourself? Um, it's crossed my mind. I probably won't. Right. It's crossed my mind. The thing about, I mean, here's the thing. The thing about HBO or Showtime or Comedy Central or whatever is people get to, not only people get to see you that want to see you, people get to see you that don't want to see you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you put it out yourself, only your fans see it. Yeah. So you're not really expanding your fan base. Yeah. You're, you're satisfying your, pe- your fans. Right. And it's, like- and it's great they get something cheap and all of that. But, hey, man, sometimes. People are coming from the clubs, and my HBO special's on, and they never right. saw it, and they ne- they never liked me. <laughs> and they and they're just motherfu- drunk enough, and they just and they, they don't turn the channel, and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah. this motherfucker's funny." Well, yeah. I de- yeah, you don't get that when you. I actually meant to, I'm doing a Comedy Central special next, week, and I meant don't to put in the deal. I know uh, uh, can't, no, they approach me next now in a month. What are you? What are you? How many? Where are you working? What are you doing? I'm doing Chicago, I'm doing La Jolla, and I'm doing, I just did Boston. I've been on the road, Chris, don't you worry. Um, you knocking them out? You gotta, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But I, all, I wish I'd put in a minimum amount of airings. 
Meaning, like, I don't. I want you to air it forty times. I don't want. I don't, some people be like, you can only air it three times. It's like they aired "Bring the Pain" so many fucking times. I, I mean, because it was it was blowing up, but it was like it, they also aired it. I felt like they aired it five times a week on just HBO. That's before there were several HBOs. Hmm. You know, like there hey, was something. These are good things. Yeah. No, that for, that worked out great for well, you, man. What was your what has been your average time between the uh, specials? Um, lately about three years. Like over the aggregate of your career, it's I mean, bring the pain. It's weird. There's big ass jokes. That's an underrated special. That's a half hour, right? Oh yeah, a half yeah. hour. So big ass jokes, and like literally a year and a half later is bring the pain, and like a year and a half later is is uh bigger and blacker that was like really quick were you did you because i remember bring the pain came out and then you did universal amphitheater and i was like fucking bring the pain just came out how the fuck does he have new material how did you have it you just, i already what, had, you just it. had I mean, a hot hand probably most i mean probably 20 minutes of whatever i did at, that night or 30 minutes of it i already just didn't make bring the pain Got it. Oh, it got cut out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's right now uh, in terms of I would think about doing a, another special, and I, I want to like build up an hour and then a half an hour before I get yeah, rid I of Yeah, I mean, I've that, done hour and a half specials. I'll never do one again. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that sounds like, awful. It's so hard to fucking write new shit. You got an hour and a half now, though. You'll just cut out a half? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and throw the material away, or just I mean, keep you it know, for safekeeping. Just keep it for safekeeping. It's your little buffer that helps you come up with the next right. hour and a half. Yeah. But when you have to come up with that hour and a half from strictly scratch. Yeah. So Will you explain fun. to people because you also go? You're pretty subject. You go by subject, right? Like you go by like you have things you want to talk about. Yeah. Wait, I'll show you. Wait a minute. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here, here he comes. All right, here Pretty comes cool. Chris back with the note. With a bunch of menus. So, All right, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I get it. All right, so Chris writes. So these are the notebook backs of legal pads. <laughs> what we're looking at are empty legal pads with all of the, the paper ripped the, out. The just the cardboard backing. Yeah, because you lose paper. Right this here is Ice, Ice, Ice T's phone number. That's very funny. <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. That is Ice T, and he spelled T E E, which is hilarious. I, and then there's a phone number for just the whole country of Brazil. Yeah, there's a Brazil number. Uh, yeah, who yeah. knows what that is? Um, nine eleven. I know that bit. Nine eleven sale. M L K. Jesus Sandusky to catch a predator. See, you know what's also funny about this is looking at this. This could be the diary of a total fucking hack, too. Oh, well, do you know totally. what I mean? It, it, like, not Sandusky to catch a predator. That's a fucking hacky bit. No, how many in the wrong hands? People always say, "Aren't you scared of guys taking your material?" It's like they can't. Right. What are they gonna do with it? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like. So, but, how many specials are we? I mean, theoretically, how many? What are we looking at? Three things be, or one hour? That'll be one hour. I mean. All right, you have the you have energy, and then it's underlined. What does that mean? That means don't it it, it means sell the shit even now, right? Oh, this I, is a reminder know, to yourself. This is a reminder to myself because I'm on stage and people are going fucking crazy, right? And which will give you know stop leaning. Yeah, I'll lean against the piano, or yeah. whatever. And it's like, dude, sit up straight and fucking sell this material. Yeah, 
So just yeah, that's a, great. Just a reminder to myself. This is what I, if nothing else, I hope people hear this and go like this. You have, I don't mind being dorky about this shit. Like that's a dorky. If I, <laughs> someone saw a notebook of mine and it said energy underline, I'd be embarrassed. You're not embarrassed, nor should you be. I'm not embarrassed. I have shit that I go over in my head that like things do this, do this, do this. I hate when I go, like I hate going to the comedy store. I hate it. Like I love it. <laughs> you do. It's hard. I Even love. You do? I love the comedy store <laughs> as a as so a place, good. and it's you know it's a sacred place. But I hate. There's so many comedians just fucking around on stage. Yeah. Like it. Like like I've never seen like, like not, taking it serious. Yeah. That's I. Yeah. It's like I go like up more with more bits. in that place than any other place I've seen in probably the country. Because there's too many spots, and they give too many spots to too many weirdos. Just not giving a fuck. Yeah. The, and the guys, it's like... Uh, I don't, I'll try anything. I don't give a fuck about material or who's funny or not, but be alert an and make yeah. an effort and fucking, you know, acknowledge that there's an audience there and stop trying to make the fucking comics laugh Yeah. at 9.30. Wait till 1.30 for that shit? You want to make the comics laugh at 1.30? Go right ahead. Not at fucking nine thirty. Yeah, there's a it's a strange there's a strange culture there for sure. Oh, I had a question for you, which is, do you ever look at the overall playing field of stand up and go, people are not talking about this, and I would like to, or people are taking this angle, and I would. It's like you had that bit about like uh, Columbine, where you're like, whatever happened to crazy? That seemed like a totally counterintuitive. It was like. A blunt thing that needed to be said, but it also felt like no one was really talking about Columbine. I mean, I don't think about it like that. I, here's my thing. Either if people are talking about something, I'm like Nike. Nike don't make shit unless they think they can make the best version of it. Okay. So, you know, I look at it. Hey, everybody's talking about the guy Oscar Petraeus or whatever. Yeah. It's like if I'm going to choose to talk about something about Fucking 90 comedians are talking about. Either I'm going to... I got to at least believe I got the best one or don't do it. Right. That's the way And that's it. in premise? That's generally comes back to writing and difficult... Yeah, like what's the premise? best version of this fucking joke that doesn't sound like, you know, everybody else's? There's a bit here called religion is like... It's like salt... <laughs> That's again just like the vaguest. Religion's it's like, like salt. It's no, great. It's a, a little bit's great. <laughs> That's Too much will fuck up your meal. Um, her biggest show in years? I don't know. No idea. I think that was Oprah's Lance Armstrong. So like no one, no one told Lance Armstrong that Oprah wasn't on ABC anymore. Oh, but that's hilarious! So like he was like, "I'm gonna announce I'm it on Oprah." Oprah. It's like really, no, really, one, yeah, really. I'll try to catch you on. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what channel I, own is. But yeah, I'll do my best. Fuck, do I have to buy a package to see this? Um, and uh, and then what do you? What do you how what did, what's your experience with in movie? Because we were talking about you've got a script now. Yeah, I think you'll change the title. Correct. Probably. Um, but it's great. Like I read it, like it, and it's great, and it's personal. And like I said to you, I feel like you went through every single line in the movie. And were like, I don't fucking want to say that. I don't. Want, then you you wrote it yourself, but it's yeah. like you really went over it. It's kind of first script I wrote by myself. Yeah, what's the difference between why is it better than stuff you wrote with people? Were you trying to be polite? I don't know. You just – you don't go as deep 
Hey, it's more dramatic than anything I wrote. Everything else I write with people is like, you're with a bunch of people and you're just trying to make each other laugh. Right. It's just, you know. I don't think, I think, I think I love my wife's more dramatic than this. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I just, I did that play last year. Right. Whatever. Oh yeah. That was a bit of a watershed for you, right? Personally, in terms of performing and acting and stuff. Performing, acting, and even writing. And I didn't write the play, but. The play was an original play. It wasn't uh, the difference. When you do a revival, that shit, that script's locked. Right. Like, that shit's just locked. So you could rehearse, you know, if you want to be in depth of a salesman, you could rehearse your lines right now. You don't even have to right. go. You could show up and know every line. Right. When you do an original play, it changes during previews. So my man, Steven, Jurgis, I hope I'm saying the his name right. Yeah. You know. Monday, you got a script. Tuesday, there's five new pages. Right. <laughs> like, and you got to perform these motherfuckers tonight on Broadway. Right. That's so, so daunting. That's yeah. Crazy. So just watching a guy really, really not care. So it was almost like, more like you learned as much about writing on that as anything. I learned as much about writing on that as anything because. Here's a guy who wrote a who write a, wrote a play good enough to get on Broadway, right. and he's ripping pages out of it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I got to stop being in love with fucking shit I write on pay on, you know, on scripts, right? And be as brutal with that stuff as I am with stand up, right? Because I'll I'll have a joke that kills and just go with that laugh. Yeah, huh. uh, that's a shitty laugh. <laughs> that's what I always tell people: <laughs> listen to the laugh. Like, do you like that kind of laugh? It's like, mm. yeah, it's like it's pretty shallow, and there's a bit of there's that, a there's a note of disappointment in that it's laugh. Like, uh, Is that, that what you that, want? That joke sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're laughing, but that yeah. joke sucks. Yeah, no, Fuck that's that joke. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like you had those in your movies. Um, a couple, but I never. I mean, we'll see how this movie turns out. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But I'm saying you. I feel like you had shit in your movies that I'd watch it and go, "He knows that there's something." I didn't know. Better. You know what? I think the I was thinking about stand up standard. Please wait. When you're doing a movie, and you've been there. It's like you're working with all these people that are in the movies, right? <laughs> so you're way more likely to listen to them. Yeah, and you you don't. You don't realize you're just doing comedy. You're saying oh, exactly. it's the same you exact think, machination. You think just you're with doing all a movie. this equipment? Yeah, exactly. You think you're doing a movie, yeah. so you're fucking like yeah. you must know better. I guess that's you that. must know better. Yeah, and yeah, that's funny. You were being polite to the process. I, that's what we did on Half Baked. It was like yeah, what? Huh? And then you just like motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey man, Half Baked's funny. Though. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, but no, that's, that's the. Thing. It's like you get fix a one of those tour bus movies. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I <remember laughs> totally, I totally watched that movie on a tour, like yeah. my first tour on a bus. Yeah. Hey, um, watch Half Baked. <laughs> uh, no, but that's but you were polite to the process, and then you end up with some shit that's like that. Like you, you. Wish it was a little bit better in a way I can't even. But you're right. If you start looking at it, a process of just like doing this is just my voice and yeah, it's just I'm a like, bigger process, but the same basic uh, mechanics. Yeah, it's where I'm like I'm working with this guy Scott Rutten. Arguably the best producer around. <laughs> this guy, arguably the best pro- producer yeah. in the world, uh, maybe of all time. Yeah, last certainly <laughs> last fifteen years, not even close. Um. 
Produced Team and, America and The Hours. And fucking, you know, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Social Network. And yeah. But I, and fucking, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's parts of it where I'm like, you know what? Who's my, who's fucking shooting this thing? Right. You know, oh, like, like it'd be like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm meeting with people, but, you know, I'm, there's parts of it. But it's also, we're setting it up in a way where I'm just doing comedy. So, right. doing French hours. Are you really? Yeah. So, Meaning French hours by eight hours a day? Eight hours a day? Nine hours a day. Right. Nine, no lunch. You know, make sure everybody, but just small crew. Yeah. Just doing comedy. Oh, we'll cut it into a movie when it's done. Literally just doing comedy, not like my other movies. Meaning, you're just trying to create your own creation. Yeah. And not, you're not trying to. You're not trying to make days. You're not trying to. I'm what trying do you, to make days? But, but what uh, do you mean by we're just making comedy? Uh, what movie, were you making before? You're making movies, and you get caught up in. And and some days you don't. You're not trying to make days, but um. You get caught up in your light guy, and you get caught up in the costume. You get caught up in all these other things that oh, no, so that you're the priority no, that have nothing to do with yeah. comedy. Yeah, 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 you know, a little yeah. bit, but not as much as people want to. You it's, know, it's that Woody Allen thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep it simple and hire good actors and fucking keep it moving. Yeah. So, so what have you not accomplished yet that you want to accomplish? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've made a great movie. Well, that's what I wanted to say that you said on the phone yesterday, which is I I, I told you I wish you'd written the script 10 years ago. And you were like, you know what? It took me a fucking long time to get good at stand-up. Yeah, it took me, you know, I was around and people had their opinions about me. And they thought I was good or bad or whatever. Or just not, not it. You know, I just... You know, I, I came up in, under the shadow of, you know, every black comedian of a certain age, of Eddie Murphy. And right. that's the standard you would judge. I remember at SNL, Dennis Miller would come in and go, hey, how's that next Eddie thing turning out? <laughs> <laughs> I, Dennis was awful like that, right? Oh, he was great. Constantly he's all day all to day. everybody. I mean, he's the nicest guy, though. And... um that's what you get judged by. So, and that's what you get judged by as a stand-up. That's what you get judged by in movies. I'm a different. I'm not Eddie Murphy. Right. Uh, it took me a while to get pretty decent as a stand-up. It, it, it Did happened. you ever feel fucked up that you weren't Eddie Murphy? Did you ever feel like I'm like fuck? There's all this pressure to be Eddie Murphy, and I'm probably a little bit on SNL. Even in the movies, a little bit. Now I'm. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just me now. I don't yeah. really think about it in that. Whatever, but hopefully, I don't know how this movie's going to do, but it's going to be better than my other movies. I would stand, I will stand, <laughs> I will put a thousand dollars. And, you know, doing the play and, you know, touring the world. And also, here's a weird thing, too. I'm doing stand up while I'm doing the movie. Like, I'm still doing spots oh, and set and stuff. Like, like at night or on the weekends? At night, at night, or maybe on the weekends. With your I'm, French hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm normally like, I approach everything like a, like I'm doing a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off my phone. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't talk to anybody. I gotta, I'm yeah. doing movie stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't even talk to stand-ups while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like weird. Like, yeah, I have no, to I be with my movie friends. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just. Adam Sandler, he does movies. Put him through. Put yeah. his call through. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like. Is, you think you learn anything from Louie in that regard? Yeah. Please. Most of it's Louie. Just watching Louie. Going to Louis' show, watching him 
shoot a show like fuck this is not is hectic yeah it's it's up to louis he cuts it in his house it's like he just makes comedy yeah you know he's kind of like okay we're gonna make he's like it's like you know he's like a blacksmith or something like we're just making comedy yeah that again that goes back to that thursday thing that like fucking small hard work it's what i've always loved about i used to say before bring the pain i told somebody that dude is the best joke writer like in you. the world. And they were like, not. what? That guy on SNL? I'm like, I'm telling you, that fucking guy can write his ass off. Dave Attell? Yep. He's an amazing joke writer. Yeah. There's yes. A- and, <laughs> and he does, and he kind of went crazy. Oh, stop it. No, no, no. Meaning, like, Dave Attell, he's the only guy who's ever done so many spots. He, like, went a little, not actually crazy, but, like, he tried to come up with a new joke formula and did it kind of. Like, he's like a scientist in that regard. Yeah, he, he does have a little Gilbert in him. Yes. Right. Huh. But you know <laughs> yeah. you, you know what you did? I and think Hannibal Barris is a great joke writer, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm great, too. I'm Funny one of the guy. best. Hey, Aziz writes a pretty fucking good joke. Yeah. Aziz is great. <laughs> and you know what? He's got a work ethic like yes. nobody else, too, yes. like yeah. you. Aziz is putting it down, man. I'm like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. Like, you know what you did? I, I was thinking in, in this discussion about like all, all the great joke writers and Eddie Murphy. Versus, but I think what you did more than anybody else in this generation, anyway, was you became the social deconstructor in comedy. I think Louis now and, and Bill Burr do that stuff now, but in I think like... You you have people your analysis comedy, yeah That's the analysis the deconstruction of of the kind of zeitgeist of what we're sort of more Carlin-y? yeah I mean more, sort of the more Carlin-y. I mean that's. That's the shame of it all. You're black, so you get compared to Eddie Murphy. Right. But reality, I'm just fucking ripping off George Carlin. <laughs> Who are you ripping <laughs> off? Is it Eddie Murphy yeah. or Carlin? Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, please. Yeah. Car- Carlin's my dad. If anybody's <laughs> like. Because like, I've heard you talk about Kennison a lot. Kennison, too, too, but, you know. What do you. what uh, Explain to people the difference between. Uh, Kinnison and Carlin. Did you well, have to scream to explain? Well, it, right? the screaming is, uh, you know, Kinnison's a relationship guy, man. Kinnison never really got into politics that much. Right. Religion, but yeah. People yeah. say he was an a bad man. Nah, he's the nicest guy. To me, he's yeah. all nice to me. Yeah. But uh, I had nothing but great fucking Sam stories. I remember the first time I met Sam, I was at a Catch Rising Star. You know, going on at 150 or whatever, because Catch Rising Star used to be a hot fucking spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hot. Every, you know, would literally have shows till 2, 3 in the morning. And I'm on stage, and I think I'm doing something about, like, crack had just come out. And I'm talking about, like, my brother smoking the pipe or something something crazy about the pipe. And it's dying, except one guy in the back's laughing his ass off. Fucking Sam Kennison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laughing. Was it a good bit? I don't remember if it was a good bit, but Sam Kinison knew exactly what I was talking about. That's hilarious. And uh, he goes, "What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing Saturday? I don't know." He said, I'm, "I'm hosting. I'm I'm performing on Saturday Night Live. You want to come?" Great, sure. Yeah, fucking. I she tells me where to go. We at Thirty Rock, whatever. I get there at whatever time. Sure enough, Sam rolls up. Hey, where's Rock? Come right in. Fucking roll with Sam. First of all, it was the blackest Saturday Night Live of all time. It was like Run DMC was on great. at the height of fucking Run DMC. Right. Breaking the great rule of Saturday Night Live. Breaking yeah. the great rule of Saturday Night Live. Like fucking ridiculous, you know, doing Raisin Hell shit. Okay. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Malcolm Jamal Warner was the host. Oh, wow. And Spike Lee did a short film. Wow. 
Like, how uh, was the short? Because I, I don't. I even don't know remember. I just remember like I was with Sam. I right. Even, you you know, didn't even fuck with Spike. Right. I, you know, I wasn't allowed to even. You yeah. know, no, I was the most. Well, that's like you know how Rick there. James met Eddie Murphy is because Eddie was so low on the totem pole at Saturday Night Live that they made him share his dressing room with Rick James. It's <laughs> 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 the fucking best. It's just like a time when Eddie wasn't famous. Like, share your bait. Fuck it. We're going to send well, okay. another... They, they sent the band in Eddie's dressing room. That oh, makes, I'm sorry. Is that, makes, that what it was? That makes sense. Because the host has his own dressing oh, room. No, no, yeah. I but guess the Stone City band, so fucking huge, <laughs> was so huge. I can see that happening. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Hilarious. And they just, like, deal with it. Um, deal with it. All right, so uh, you're uh, you're. I mean, and I watched Kennison do coke right before he went on. Did you really? Yeah. Have you? S- I and never see people do me coke. Some coke right before he went on, and I go, eh. and he goes, "All right, more for me." Snort some coke. Does does the Jesus's last words bit? Uh huh. You know, I think Jesus said something like, "Oh, oh, my hand, my hand." Yeah. And starred uh, in the West Coast and all that shit, and I was with Sam right there. I was literally right there. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like 40 standing, feet away. Yeah, like yeah. standing where his manager should have been or some shit. You know? so, and that's also a testament to be funny all the time. And wherever you are, just be fucking funny. Because then you get fucking one guy goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why you have fucking energy on your fucking notepad. Like, <laughs> sell it. You don't yeah. know the fuck's here. Well, that's, all, that's <laughs> what's funny about being friends with you on, on uh, Facebook is, like, I'll write a joke thinking no one's going to see it. And then I'll rock it right, like, funny. <laughs> and it's, like, for fucking Twitter followers. I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't know Chris Rock was watching. But sure enough, be funny. Someday, uh, man. Someday, Chris. The well, fu- no, the weird thing wait. about Sam. <laughs> Sam. I remember going in the elevator going downstairs. Because, you know, everybody wants to act like they're cool. And, oh, autographs. Oh, my God. I, I remember Sam getting his pen ready to sign autographs in the elevator. That's hilarious. Like a little kid. Like, couldn't wait. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> couldn't wait to sign autographs. How do you feel about it? Uh, I do what I gotta do, you know. Like you know, I don't carry an extra pen around or <laughs> or a beret or a, a spare camera phone. You mostly like. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Check it out. Try it. I carry. <laughs> I'll email it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you mostly. You fame to you is you like it's a it's basically a good deal. It's basically a good deal. It's why you make money. Ultimately. It's because people want to be in the room. People want to be in the room with you. you but know? yeah, I would say that you are at the perfect level of fame. You're at, you are as famous as you can be without having your life completely destroyed. Um, you know they tried. It, it's, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> write foul shit about me from time to time. But I don't know. I think people know me. Everybody knows. I mean, that's what no, I'm saying. I mean, like sometimes people like because sometimes you know you read something about somebody, go that's bullshit. Right. You just like you just shove things away. So I don't know. Well, that's a good thing about being a comic is like you're your own spokesman and you kind of right. Comedians have no mystique. You kind of know them. Uh, Chappelle Except said Murphy. Murphy's kind of got a mystique because he yeah. disappeared. He, he did dis- the thing. He, he disappears <laughs> yeah. and does it. Fucking. Do you have, what was the last time you saw Eddie? So at that Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh, so you don't see him at all. I, I mean, you do. But I've, I've been in town and I keep saying I should call him and go up there for dinner, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. You had that story about him on that tribute. That was so fucking funny. The thing about I've never tell that story about I've never uh, kissed it. Uh, at me, Eddie. Again, I'm not famous at all. I'm just yeah. fucking hanging around. I'm like because uh, you were funny at a club. I was funny at a club, <laughs> literally, because I was paid attention. Yeah, I'm literally the kid in the Bronx Tale. 
I get to hang out with the mobsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, that was me. It's Eddie, Arsenio, Keenan, whatever, Townsend, like all these fucking guys. And uh, some white girl, we're at the, the China Club in New York, Hot Club. Mm-hmm. Millie Vanilli was there that night. <laughs> and um, Stallone was there. Shit. Uh, girl runs up to Eddie, gets fat about him, goes, uh, Eddie Murphy, I love you so much. You're so gorgeous. Can I kiss you? I've never kissed a black man before. Can I kiss you? I've never kissed a black man before. And Eddie goes, hey, you can't start at the top. You got to kiss some of these broke niggas first. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing about Eddie, but he's pretty much that funny. He's kind of that funny. That's and he's still that funny. Yeah. he's it's like right. you said, like he does fight. He has fight parties and he's still the funniest motherfucker there. Like, he has fight parties. Everybody's there. What does that mean? He has parties. Whenever there's a fight. Has, whenever there's a fight, he has a oh, tent. Oh, oh, got it. <laughs> he has a tent at his house, uh-huh. and he and he gets the fight, and he invites a thousand people over. Literally a thousand people. And there's popcorn machines, and he has the like fight a at his house. Uh, no, that'd like be funny if he had like a live fight. No, he has. The, he projects the fight. He gets it on pay per view, and you see, and he's talking to you, and he's fucking funnier than anybody. He's really funny. What do you say to people who who are like, what happened? Eddie's watching. You just, it's like he just, it's a lifestyle choice, right? Uh, I think. It's a lifestyle choice. Honestly, I think you know. I don't, I, you know. When I do talk to him, he seems happy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's got a couple of ideas, but yeah. you know, are they worth not going to Hawaii? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's you know. I hey, I'd love to see the guy do stand up. I'd love to see the guy do anything. Right. You know, I'd I'd love the PJs to come back on. Yeah. To the truth. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, you know, some really funny PJs, man. I I slept on the PJs. Dude, I didn't watch enough. Get of them. the first season of the PJs because <laughs> right. it's just Eddie Murphy being right. really funny. Yeah, it is an audience with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> That's all yeah, it is. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's, it's just him as a super of a building. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. That's awesome. Uh, all right, we gotta go. This has been enough time of yours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we gotta let you go. But you're uh, you're you know, like I said, man, I'm I'm happy to know you. And uh, you're one of the greats. I did your podcast. You did my podcast. <laughs> can that you can't, that, can't ever say you did. That, yeah, that says I'll take that means you sort of like me. Yeah, and, uh, I did your podcast. Yeah, thank you. I don't do everybody's podcast. No. I, I imagine not. No. No. I'm just waiting for you to like one thing from my Facebook and I'll know I've made it. <laughs> oh, man. Someday. Are we, are we Facebook friends? No, even? but someday, man. Some, you got to be at capacity by now, yeah, don't I'm you? Like, Look, man. Also, everyone's going to ask. I'm going to start no, on a Thursday night. I'm going to kill so hard that you follow me on Facebook and <laughs> yeah, like something that's by what Saturday. It takes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Some that's what funny it takes. shit. Uh, Chris Rock, everybody. Chris Rock. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Okay.